Episode 320, The Rant, Todd Rochelle, point guard of the St. Francis Prep Terriers, champion. Fresh off the chip of the New York High School State Madness, Todd pulls up to discuss his 2020 and his 2021, his come up playing basketball, his experience being a terrier, his amazing junior year, his mad high school tournament, and his outlook in recruiting and playing at the next level. All that and more, my conversation with Todd, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for The Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, um, senior, what are you, guard, forward? What are you? Point guard. Point guard uh, for the St. Francis Prep Terriers, uh, the winner newly, newly anointed from the inaugural New York High School Madness. They won the championship and... I was able to film y'all. I was able to get Coach on the podcast. I was able to get Coach Herity on the podcast. And now I got my man, Todd Rochelle. What's up, man? Not much, chilling. Man, I'm so, I'm so thankful uh, that you came over here and you pulled up. I know you have a busy schedule. You're going to see a prep school tomorrow. Uh, first of all, congratulations to uh, the New York High School Madness Tournament, man. And what's crazy to me is that when I went over there to your school, I really thought that y'all were like practicing for the championship game. And do you remember those moments? Like, what was... What was it like when you first found out about the New York High School Madison, and what did that mean to your team? I mean, when we first found out, it felt great. I mean, we've been in the gym consistently, working out every single day, and it's like we're not playing. So when we found out, it's like we could get the opportunity to play. It felt great. Mm -hmm. Now, going back to those moments of, of going to practice, you know, I was talking to Coach Lynch, and I was like, yo, how long y'all been practicing, man? Because this doesn't look normal. It looked like... <laughs> Y'all were getting ready for some sort of double-A championship. Um, going back to those days in October, and, you know, we can even go back to March. Let's do that. So March 2020, right? It's, it was a year ago at this time. You guys just had a crazy win. You guys were, were advancing to the to the championship. Uh, you were moving along in the double-A in the Catholic League. And then everything inexplicably stopped. What was it like having those those beats of, like, first of all, just winning the championship and then moving forward? And then... I guess during the beginning of the coronavirus when you didn't know what was going to happen, did you, in your heart of hearts, know that you weren't going to have a season? Not at all. I mean, when we won that championship, 
it was amazing. You know, everybody, high hopes and everything, found out that we'd be playing at Fordham. Um, and then they kind of told us, like, okay, that's not going to happen. They canceled that game. We had to reschedule. And then they just kept rescheduling. And finally, mm-hmm. we found a venue at Stepanak. So, and when we got there, it was no fans. So it was totally a weird experience for us all. So then after that, and then you found out that, you know, it's cancel, cancel, cancel. Then then all of a sudden, you know, that you're going to be a senior and I don't know what's going to happen. And then even in the city last year, around June, July, there was no rims up. So what was your summer like? I mean, when when the rims were taken down, it was like, I need to figure it out. How am I going to hoop? I went for the basketball hoop, put up shots in the front of my house every single day. You know, I tried to stay proactive. Got in the weight room, all types of things, you know, run around the block, stay in shape. So eventually when that time would come, I'm ready. Mm. Now, I know the normal beats would be AAU season would be happening and you'd probably be in touch with a lot of your uh, school teammates. Were you guys all in constant contact with and also just with the coaching staff? Were they all in constant contact with you, just hoping and praying that something was going to go on? Well, yeah, I mean, we have our group chats and everything. We have a great relationship with each other. So we talk to each other every day, you know. Uh, and it's like our coach, Coach Lynch, you know, he made sure he stayed in contact with us and everything because we were still in school. So he's always making sure we're on top of our grades and all types of things. Mm. So just as a junior going into your senior year, you know, I, I often think about people around your age and what the experience is like for high school because there's certain things that happen, right? So you have the end of your junior year and you have a normal senior year and you know that there's a finality, but the whole coronavirus like change your whole the whole landscape of your senior year. So I did want to ask you, how are you during this whole age of coronavirus? How's your family? And you know, going back in March, when do you think you took all of this like really serious? I mean, all is well. My family's great, thank you. Uh, we haven't really been affected by anything crazy with the coronavirus, you know. Um, but it took me a while to really realize, like, yo, this is serious, you know. Uh, summertime came and everything, and I'm still, you know, outside playing the parks. Some parks were still up. You know, I played up at Cold's Neck when they had that big thing with everybody playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember that day. Yeah. So, I mean, probably about July, August, started to realize, like, yo, this is serious, you mm-hmm. know. We're about to go back to school, and we get the emails from, like, our, our uh, principal and everything, and it's like, okay, um, you have the choice to rather be online fully or go half and half. So I'm like, yeah, this is the real deal. Yeah. Now going in September, um, now that you got that email where you can go half remote and half uh, going to school, what did you decide to do? And what was that experience like? Well, I mean, of course I want to be around my friends, you know, it's a great environment over at St. Francis, you know, um, you build a lot of relationships and everything like that. So, um, I chose to go hybrid, go half and half, you know? Um, but unfortunately, you know, Whenever if a student tests positive, you got to quarantine. Mm. And I was affected by it a couple of times and it started to get in the way of basketball. So, you know, uh, myself, my family, and Coach Lynch, we just decided it was best for me to just go fully online. And that's probably the best thing right now. During this whole time, just for a year now, from when it happened in March to now, and then moving forward now that you're going to be moving on to college or uh what do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time? Like, you got to fight through adversity. When things get hard, you just can't sit around and just be like, damn, like, what am I going to do now? You got to be proactive about it, you know? So when 
I found that I couldn't play basketball for a while. I was like, okay, so what am I going to do now to make sure that I'm in tip-top shape and the best that I could be, you know? So I really learned that I can put the work in whenever I choose to. I just want to have to put the work in. Yeah, and I was going to say, just from outside looking in, just my experience, and, and I'll just go back to when I first started filming you, I was like, oh, this is Y'all look like you're going to win. And, you know, I didn't see any other team. I know, obviously, there was PSAL schools and other Catholic League schools. And then, of course, the schools that are in Long Island. But the way you guys were practicing, it just seemed as though the synergy was different, more different than a normal high school team. And what I mean by that is, like, it seems like y'all been playing together since y'all were young. Is that true? Well, it is kind. It is true. The majority of our team, uh, uh, J.D., Chance, John, Josh, we've all grown up playing with each other at some point mm. on some AU team. So it's like we all just came back together and just picked up where we left off. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. And, you know, I want to get you to have the opportunity to just talk about when you first started playing. Um, talk about where did you grow up? What did you play growing up? And what did you play in middle school? And then in high school, just talk about your experience playing at St. Francis Prep. Well, I'm, uh, I grew up in Laurelton, Queens. Um, and I uh, played basketball, baseball, karate, you know. Just like an average kid, you know, testing the waters in every sport, trying to figure out what you love and what you want to do eventually. And that happened to be basketball. Um, I was pretty good at it. Um, I started playing over at uh, Positive Direction, over at uh, St. Clair's. Um, started, I played CYO with them, and eventually, you know, I started playing on the travel teams and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. Now, when, when you did all that, um, I, I know for me, when you're in middle school, it's a big decision when you're trying to when you have some sort of talent to play basketball. Just talk about how you decided and ultimately ended up at St. Francis Prep. Yeah, so um, in middle school, I wasn't I played basketball. Um, I was pretty good at it, but I wasn't really like we never it was never really thought that I would go ahead and go play in high school and go to some big time school and do what I, I've been doing. Um, so um, one day I played up in the tournament up at uh, Majority Baptist Church. This is when you were in eighth grade? Yeah, in eighth grade. I played in the tournament at Majority Baptist Church, and uh, my assistant coach, Coach Dan Angelastro, he came to the game, and he actually came to the game to watch um, another kid that was on my team, and I uh, I ended up having a good game. We played against um, Jared and uh, Zaire. Okay. Um, I had a good game, and after that, he spoke to my coach and spoke to my parents, and that was that's what really got the ball rolling mm. as far as me going to St. Francis. Yeah, St. Francis is, is a great school. Um, I know I have a lot of connections. We talked about that off here with Coach Colucci. Um, when you went there, you know, I, I think the most difficult, and, and I'm just saying from my experience, like, so I coach at Kellenberg, the hardest teams to make is the JV girls volleyball team and, of course, the freshman boys basketball team. What was that experience trying out for the freshman team and then also playing on the freshman team? I mean, the freshman tryouts, is you got about, about 100, 150 kids. I mean, everyone wants to be, just to be on the team, just to have the jersey say, oh, I'm a, I play on the basketball team, you know what I mean? Um, but we kind of had an idea of what our team would be. I mean, we had made, like, a group chat with about, like, 20 people, like, amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. like, okay, we think this is what the team is going to be because it's, like, the talent level. So it's, like, it was more of, like, a practice at the trial, you know. Of course, where we run and everything. The coach tries to condition us to see who can handle it, who can't, you know, weed out the bad, you know. Um, but eventually, you know, we just made the team. 
and we went from there. Yeah, normally like the first day is like, oh, let's make a left-handed layup, and Todd's like, yeah, I'm very left-handed. That's not a that's not an issue for me. Um, just being a left-handed too, I wanted to ask you this personally. As a left-hander, I know it's like it's kind of like a cluster in somebody's brain when you're defending that. Um, as a left-hander playing basketball, do you feel like it? You, you realize how dominant the right hand is in just basketball and in life. Do you feel as though um, it was an advantage that you were left-handed? I do. I mean, it's it's a very uh, being lefty. It's unique. It's different because it's like when you're growing up as a kid, it's always majority of the kids are right-handed. So the coach is always like, okay, work on your offhand, work on your offhand. Um, and I grew up and I already had that offhand that everyone else didn't have. So it was just like developing the right side. So it's like when you're out playing, everyone automatically assumes like, oh, this kid's a righty. Mm-hmm. So force him left. And every single game growing up, it's like force him left, force him left. And I'll just go left every <laughs> time. Like, lefty, you know? But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's an advantage too. Um Obviously, your sophomore year, you got to send it to the varsity level. What was that like trying to mix and match with with other seniors and juniors as a sophomore and trying to learn and also trying to perform at the same time? It was uh, it was kind of weird. I mean, I had to. I went from playing freshman basketball to playing straight to varsity. I had to adjust to the speed of play, bigger, stronger, faster guys. Um, and I actually came in, and I had a pretty good role in the team. I was first man off the bench. You know, I started a couple of games. Uh, and, you know, shout out to my teammates, uh, like A.J., Justin, Danny, Aramis, Evan. You know, they really helped me a lot. I mean, they were the main guys on the team. And they took me in as if I was, like, their little brother. You mm-hmm. know, and we still have that connection today. So, uh, yeah. Now, about your junior year, just talk about how magical it was and then, I guess, the ex- inexplicable end towards the end of it. So my junior year, you know, uh, and and going going into the, your junior year, did you know that you had a special bunch? Did you? Because I know that you were. It was kind of rocky in the beginning, and then all of a sudden you had that winning streak, and then you just guys caught fire uh, towards the end. Did you know in the beginning of the season before it even started that it was going to be a special year? Um, yeah, because you know you got the at the time there were sophomores John, JD, Chance, Bam, Latif. And they had just had a great, a great freshman season, you know. They unfortunately lost in the semifinals, but they were one of the best freshman teams in the city. And the opportunity that I knew I'd have playing with them, a great group of guys, you know, it was good. And we just had to come together and make it work. And, of course, they're young. And uh, Coach Lynch, he said to me and he said to the rest of us, we have to grow up and we have to grow up fast mm. because we don't have a lot of time to figure this out. So, of course, you know, it took – maybe one, two, three games. But eventually, you know, we got the ball rolling, win after win after win after win, and we just found success. Yeah, and that success was crazy. Talk about that Zavarian game that was a nail-biter towards the end. It was uh, it was hectic. It was a back-and-forth game the whole time. It wasn't like uh, they were up the whole game, we were up the whole game. You know, it was a close game throughout the whole entire time. Uh, and, of course, it came down to the last shot. Um, I took the last shot, and um, I got fouled, maybe. maybe not. <laughs> how refs are. But uh, Latik, you know, he came in, saved the day. Um, and it came down to defense, mm. you know, and that's important. We got the last stop. We won the game. Yeah. And and I know I'm unique personally because when have you ever had a relationship with a referee like this, right? Like, yeah. it's just kind of probably weird for y'all. Like, mm, he's a, are you sure he's a ref? Like, because 
I'm also a normal person, but at the same time, you know, at, at the very least, I know in the Catholic League, we're always, and I know from just playing in the Catholic League in Long Island, we don't talk back to the refs. Like, that's that's for coach. Uh, what's your relationship been with refs? I try to, uh, it's like, I try this for every game. I try to come into the game and, and build, like, a, a good relationship with the ref. Mm. I don't want to be that kid that the ref sees, like, oh, yeah, nah. I can't talk to him because I see it a lot. There's, there's my teammates sometimes too. The refs don't want to talk to them because it's like the way they interact with them. You know, beginning the game, I'll talk to the refs. So how you doing? How's your day? What's going on? How you been? You know, and uh, it carries over throughout the game. I have a question. I come up to them, ask them the question. I don't bark at them or anything like that because then they see that and it's kind of like a respect factor. So it's like, okay, I see how he treats me, so I'm going to treat him right too. You mm. know what I mean? Now, you were in limbo when it came to – you know, your junior year was so great, but then, you know, I always often thought of basketball players in your situation where, you know, at least in Long Island, they were able to play, right? So Nassau County, they didn't have playoffs, but Suffolk County, they had playoffs. And then, you know, you guys in the Catholic League and then PSAL, all those kids, they had nothing. Like, I, I felt bad because it's like, even if they had tape on you, it's old. It's not even like updated tape. Like, you don't know if... Who knows if Todd Rochelle has been working? No one knows what anyone's been doing. So, you know, I know from October all the way up until this moment in time, and we're taping this on April 1st, um, I knew that you were always working on your game. I mean, it, it could definitely show, but what was the first moment when you found out about the New York High School Madness? Was it Coach Lynch came into practice and said, like, oh, there's there's something that's going on? And, you know, also at the same time, I think there's been a lot of things that have been said. And a lot of things that haven't come through. So I'm, I'm assuming, and I, I could see how you are. You a cool, you a cool cat. You're probably like, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see if it really happens. But what was the first instance that you heard about the tournament? So, Coach Lynch, he had a, he sent a text message to our group chat, and I was just at home, just relaxing. He sent a message, and I seen it. I read it. I was like, all right. Like I didn't respond. I just read it, and I'm just thinking, like, we'll just see if it happens because mm-hmm. we've been. Because you've, you've heard this before. It yeah. wasn't like... We've been getting jerked around, though. Yeah, I mean... Mm. So, when he said, when I seen that, I was like, all right, cool. And then we had practice. He spoke to me about it. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see if it happens. See if the school lets us play. You know what I mean? Um, but then it started to become reality. You know, when you guys came through, recorded and everything during our practice. So, yeah. Oh, so once, you, once I came, you know, like, okay, maybe... That's when we knew it was legit. <laughs> yeah. Now, the practice after that, was it more like, oh, now we're excited because we're, we're like, we're going to play something? Um, or still, you were kind of unsure? The, so, when we first found out, when Lynch first told us, we had been going like a couple of days a week, practicing a couple of days a week, you know, uh, guys show up here and there, you know, I can't make it today or whatever it may be. But then it was like, all right, we got the text message, yo, we're going five, six days a week for the next two weeks. We got to get locked in, get ready, get back into playing shape and everything. And, yeah, that's what it was. Wow. And then I want to – I just want to talk about just from us when we first made it. So Coach Nick Sakitas from uh, Portland School, we did a podcast, and I did one of his games. And 20 minutes before that, he was just talking about a tweet that Coach Arbitello from Christ the King said. And he was like, you know, why don't we make that happen? And we were all like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Um, but then when you start thinking about the logistics of it, right, contacting 80 schools, hoping that they all show up at time. I mean, I was even thinking about this. Poughkeepsie High School, which is like all the way up north, they came at like Saturday at 11. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. they're not afforded the same thing. Like, 
I live in Long Island and you don't live too far from Island Garden. So it'd be an easy turnaround for you to get there. But just the fact that we were able to schedule all of these teams to come in and then just like all of the the grunt work, emails, the Zoom calls, the um, you know, setting up the wiring, setting up the live streams. And I know in the beginning we were having a difficult time because the kid didn't save your, your first game on Friday. But all of those things, the mixture of that, uh, me working on trying to get the best refs that you could possibly have for your games. I mean, it just was all a lot. So I'm interested to hear from you. Your first day was Friday. That was March 18th. So you came right into the field of 64. Just talk about that atmosphere when you first came in, your whole team, and you were like, oh, this is like for real. Yeah, I mean, so. I get to the gym, uh, and they tell us, like, okay, cool, we're taking you upstairs. So I'm like, all right. So, you know, we get our own little little private room, whatever. We get upstairs, you know, in the room with two other teams. Cool. We're getting dressed, watching everybody play because there's already games going on, and we're like, it's go time. Mm. It's, time. It's, it's time to lock in, and this is real, you know. Uh, we have an opportunity to do something great win the whole thing so let's do that yeah so talk about that first game that you had going you you guys were gangbusters man I wish I saw that tape because I saw you you made this crazy I think it was that same game same game where I think you try to yam it and then it like bounced off the backboard I mean there was just so you could just tell there was just so much adrenaline going through because you couldn't believe that you were playing yeah I mean we came out we came out that first game and it was like I tell them I tell the guys before every single game I say yo hit first Right, make sure we hit first. Show everybody that we're these people, we're the guys, we're that team, you know. And we came out, won the first game by forty, mm. no problem. Yeah. And it was like after that game, it was like okay, cool, got the jitters out, whatever. Next game we played a little bit a better team, McClancy. Um, and I told him again, I said let's hit first. Came out, scored right off the tip. Pause. Right off the jump ball, mm. scored, came down, I dunked it, boom. Right after that, JD comes down, dunks it, timeout. And it's like, it shows from the outside looking in, like, yo, this team is good. Yeah. This, this team has been in the gym. You know? Yeah. it's it, it definitely showed. And then, you know, I've, I thought then rolling into the next weekend, I mean, you, you already knew you were going to have difficult games. You had that game with Malachi and St. Ray's. What was that experience like? And, you know, just just also just the preparation that you had from week one, we handle business, we move on to the Sweet 16. What was your mindset during that whole week? Did you guys practice differently? Was it something that you guys went every day? And then how did you prepare mentally for Malachi and St. Ray's? Well, for me, I mean, preparing for, for Malachi and St. Ray's, I don't really... There, nothing changes. You play your game, it's no just, matter what. It's just another game, no matter who you put in front of me. You know, it could be the worst team in the in the world. It could be the best team. It doesn't matter. I attack each game the same way. Go out, play my game. You know, I'm a winner. I like to win. Mm. So I could probably have the worst game I could possibly have or the best game, but I'm going to win. Mm. At the end of the day, I'm going to get that win, you know. Um, and practice, practice was, it was hard, you know. It was more... Okay, we have to execute. We everyone has to know the plays. Everyone has to know their spots because they have a pretty good coach over there. Uh, they scheme things very differently than other teams do. So we just it was just we watched some film on them and stuff like that from their first couple of games, and we just had to prepare. Mm. Were y'all down at all this whole tournament? Um, because I feel like it was wire to wire the whole time, pretty much. Um, we were down. 
that Portlidge game. Okay. We were down in Early on, though. Yeah, we started off slow. They, right. They broke out to like a 9-2 to two lead or whatever. Yeah, Zaya's tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> he a tough man. Yeah, he, um, and uh, I feel like uh, it kind of worked in our favor. You know, I started off slow, and then when the clock broke or whatever, and we had to switch courts, it kind of threw him off. Mm. And it was like we came out went up by 20 easily. Mm. You know? So they kind of like kind of throw him off. What's that experience like playing Zaya, man? Because I'm I'm always like as a ref, I always see him, and I'm like I feel like he does the same four central moves, and they always work. He has that little sidestep where he shoots the three sideways. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I mean, I've been I've been playing against Zaya since I was younger. Oh, you like pretty much for the longest now, um, and it's like I've never really in the game, never really like guarding him or whatever. You just been on the court and Yeah, there's spurts yeah. when I do guard yeah. him and everything like that. Maybe if y'all switch or something. Yeah. Um but yeah, he does the same he does the same moves and it's like And that's not a knock because yeah, it, it works. It works. Yeah. And it's amazing how it works every single time. And his ability to shoot from deep is crazy. It's so crazy. You know, and you gotta commend him for that. Mm. Give him his props. So now going into the championship game and it was a quick turnaround and you know it was in the middle court. We had we had spicy talk on the mic, we had a DJ. I mean, that must have been special. And, you know, I don't know if it could necessarily recreate the state championship and the federation championship, but we always had those beats in mind thinking that, you know, I wanted it to be something special, the presentation to be special for you, that, you know, despite that you don't have a real season, I would hope at the very least that it felt something sort of like that. And you tell me, what was your experience uh, with that Thomas Jefferson High School championship game that you guys had and, and ended up ultimately winning? I mean... Coming into the game, it felt great. I mean, you had the music playing. You had uh, Jaden Edwards, Talk Spicy on the mic. Uh, and uh, it was a, it was a great atmosphere, you know. And when that when the horn went off and it was time to start the game, I told him, let's hit first. And we went out there. That's exactly what we did. We were up at halftime. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Jaquan got hot, whatever. He got hot. He got a lot of calls, you know. Um, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> you know how the refs can be sometimes. Um, but at the end, it just came down to playing defense, defending the ball. Like we're up, we're winning, so it's like we don't need to put the ball in the basket anymore. We just mm. need to stop them from putting the ball in the basket, mm. and that's what it came down to. Crucial key plays at the end, you know. Yeah, we'll get into one of these crucial key plays that I want to talk about. But just on the ground, I know I've ref JC a couple of times, and I mean, his just ability to finish is uncanny. And I'll only say that because, like, if I watch you long enough, like, I I won't say I can predict what you're going to do, but it's like, okay, you're left-handed, you're going to finish like this. And you do have a nice package where you do a lot of different things. Juan Carlos kind of breaks my brain because sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how he got that shot off. And he has just, like, a way of just, like, being around the ball, whether it be a defensive rebound or just being at the right spot at the right time. What was What's it like playing against him? I mean... He's, he's very crafty. I mean, and he he knows how to get his shots and everything like that. Um, he has a his euro step move that he basically perfected. Yeah. I mean, and it's really if you're gonna stop that, you got to stop that from way before he gets into the lane because it's like you try to take a charge, but he's gonna euro right around you. You know. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good. And how did how did Dante play as well uh, in that game? Because he he was also going off. Dante Dante actually did play. Um, you know, he, uh, he's quick. He's small. He's quick. He can get through the lane, 
and it, it's crazy acrobatic and it's like being being a bigger guard that's like that's the worst having a, a guard someone so small you yeah. know what I mean because yeah. it's like you rather stay low with them yeah yeah because it's like if you want to stand up, they just gonna go right by you. There's another dog, St. Ray's. They got that that short point guard. He's also tough. That oh, kid. He's yeah. just like all over the place. And yeah. it seems like it, it's an advantage that he's that short. Mm-hmm. Um, I know towards at the end, it was getting really tight. Yeah. And you tell me, what was it like when they finally like cut the lead and they they tied it up and they had that timeout? What was your mindset and the rest of your team's mindset going in after that timeout? Well, um, at that point, at the end of the game. Game got close. I had said to uh, I said to one of my teammates, and then we we had a timeout, and we came out of the timeout. I said to Shane, I said, "I'm guarding him. I'm guarding Jaquan," because it got to the point where it's like he was just scoring. Yeah, he was getting anything he wanted. So I took it upon myself. Okay, uh, I'll guard him, and that's exactly what I did. I mean, he didn't score at the end of the game, uh, and then it just came down to it. Kind of reminded us of the Zavarian game. Mm. It just came down to defense, you know. They were moving the ball. We were scrambling. The, the defense broke down. Um, but it was just about following the ball, staying on the ball. That's about it. Yeah, and just to even talk about uh, when it was those tense moments, I think you guys were up by two. I mean, there was a left wing. They they uh, they shifted all, all the offense there. They did a skip pass to somebody. They were trying to shoot a three, and then you came out of nowhere and blocked the hell out of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> what was that moment yeah. like? I mean, so we were up by two, and I had uh, we almost got a ten second call, and uh, I ended up turning the ball over, and that's when Dante almost got the layup, mm. and that's when we got the first block. Uh, they took the ball out, passed it to the wing, and I'm on the I'm on the opposite wing, and once they skipped the ball, it's like the kids wide open. I sprinted from the opposite side of the floor, somehow, some way, got over there. Um, and then it just came down to the last play. Jaquan, he's their man, so I'm guarding him. And it's like, okay, I know he wants to take the shot. Defended him, made him give the ball up. Somehow Prescott was wide open. Sprinted over there, closed out, deflected, got a piece of the shot. And that's what it really came down to. It came down to defense. The defense does win games. Yeah. Yeah, y'all were, y'all were roaming at the end. And, you know, shout out to uh, Dante Prescott and JC, man. Uh, you know, congratulations on everything that you guys accomplished. And, you know, we look forward to seeing you at the next level. But those last, like, four seconds, it still had to come to a defensive stop. Yeah. What was it like? And then ultimately when you ended up winning, what did it feel like? I mean, it felt good. It felt good. I mean, I'm not really like that. I don't get too excited, you mm-hmm. know. It's a win. We won. Good for us. I'm not really into all that extra stuff. You know, I'd rather you know, get the props for it and move on, on to the next. You know, right, right. It's a. It, it was a. Um, it was a culmination of all your hard work and and your whole team. And um, after you won it, like just ultimately, did, were you were you happy that it went every way the way you wanted it to go? Yeah, I kind of was. I mean, I had high expectations going in that. That's what we do. We win. So I wasn't really worried about team whether like there were certain games when we were down and the teams had a good lead on us I'm not really I don't let that really get to me you know Mm -hmm. I know that we are winners you know yeah absolutely that's that's exactly what we did I wanted to read this from coach Lynch he uh he sent this to me uh on Monday so the day after and he wrote 
Just want to thank you guys again for everything you did. Our kids had a great time and were able to compete, something we never could have imagined just a few weeks ago. Please send my thanks to anyone who came across who helped uh, helped out. And that was, to me, amazing because, you know, Coach Lynch was the first person that I really bonded off of this because he was so excited. And I think he was so excited, not just for him to get his coaches, Phil, but just for more, he knows how much it means to you. Uh, so I was happy that I, w- I was able to contribute to to having that. And, you know, having said that, I know I know your, your cousin pretty closely, Marcus Boyd. Um, if you can, list any other mentors that you've had, what they've done for your career, and how do you think it's shaped the way you've helped people after you? Well, I mean, uh, shout out to Marcus, of course. His brothers, Matt and Ryan, they've, they, they're the ones that really got me into basketball. I mean, I grew up watching. I went to all the games, whether, whether they played at Hempstead High, Lou High, Hills East. I grew up watching them, you know, and they're the main guys that made me want to play basketball, you know, made me want to, okay, I see what they do, play high school, play college. I want to do that too. I want to play pro, you know. Um, Shout out to uh, Jason McLeish, J-High. I grew up with him over at Positive Direction. Uh, Shout out to uh, Coach Dave Edwards, rest in peace. Uh, He was also one of my old coaches. Shout out over the Supreme Hoops training, you know, Skiff, Riz, Ev, you know, they've been working with me a lot the past couple of months to get me where I need to be. But, uh, yeah, and, of course, my parents, Coach Lynch over at St. Francis, the whole coaching staff. So, mm. yeah. um, Having said that, what do you think are the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as a basketball player? It just took hard work. That's all, staying in the gym, repetition. That's all it took. I mean, I want to say – Probably back in October was really when I, I'm like, yeah, it's time to get in the gym. It's time to go get in the gym five days a week, six days, work out every single day. Probably take off day here and there and just work. I'll work out two times a day, whatever it is. And it's just hard work. That's the important thing. What do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go? And ultimately, where do you want to go? It's just going to take me. I just have to keep working and getting better every single day. That's all it really is. I mean, the work will show. I mean, shout out to uh, uh, C. Will over at St. Ray's. You know, the work will show. That's his thing. Um, And it's the truth. I mean, the work you put in shows, the work that I've been putting in the past couple of months is showing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And we were happy that you were at least able to showcase those talents at the New York High School Madness. And, of course, one of the... Uh, direct results of that is that a lot of college coaches were able to see whether it be the live stream or if they were in the building, they were able to see talent such as yourself. Um, just talking about an update on the recruiting end, has it been a positive uh, direction? No pun intended. Has it been a positive step for you that coaches were able to see you uh, play, whether it be on the live stream or live? Yeah, I mean, it, it really it helped a lot more. Um, my recruitment was has been spotty. I mean, I've been hearing from Division One schools. Division two schools, and it's like the main thing is that I don't have updated film. I have all my film from junior year, but I'm a totally different player than I was mm. in junior year. I'm, I'm way better than what I was. Um, and it's like I had one game from early in the year uh, when I played up in the Gauchos tournament. So now having this film, I can go and say, here, this is what I am now. This is This is who I am. And you just go work off of that. Aside from that film, let's say, hypothetically speaking, we didn't have that film. What can somebody that, uh, a prospective uh, person that's trying to recruit you, what can they expect from Todd Rochelle at the next level? They they can expect 
someone that's not going to be a cancer to their program. They can expect the winner and the leader. You know, I'm going to come in. I'm going to work from day one. You know, I want to make an impact anywhere I go. You know, I want to help win uh, NCAA championship or whatever it is, you know. Um, and it's like, I don't come in. I'm not going to cause any trouble. Come in, put my head down, get to work. Of course, I'm going to have to work my way up anywhere I go. So that's what it's going to be. What makes you so... Um so driven to be successful in basketball because that, you know, that motor to me is, is very rare. And it's not to say that everybody in that tournament was competing, but there's other kids that you know, don't feel that way about basketball. What, what is, how did you gain that motor? What makes you feel that way when you wake up in the morning? It's just, since I was a kid, it's like growing up in the neighborhood where I'm from. Um, there's not a lot of basketball players. There's basketball players, but there's not really people that are really successful. You know mm. what I mean? Um, there's not a lot of people that really make it out, kind of sort of saying, like, from a young age, just, like, playing with the older guys uh, on the, at the park and everything. And it's like, oh, this kid's going to be good. Or, like, don't remember me when you make it to the NBA and stuff like that. So it's like, as I get older and older, it's like I see all these people that I have around me that, that want to see me succeed, and I see that I have a lot going for me. So it's like, why not? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely one of those people that are in your quarter that I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be on the podcast otherwise. Um, if you can pinpoint one moment out of your whole basketball career thus far, what do you think is the most stickiest situation that you've ever had as a basketball player? Repeat that. What do you think is the most stickiest situation that you've ever had as a basketball player? Whether that you be hurt, whether it be coronavirus, whether it be anything. I want to say it was my sophomore year going to junior year my sophomore year i had um i played against uh, that's the year i played against um like ibrahim Utara, adam cisse from carlo hayes big guys you know and i'm a freshman that moved up to so, uh to varsity as a sophomore so it's like i'm smaller mm-hmm. i kept getting hit with screens and stuff like that and i ended up uh, i messed up my shoulder you Ooh. know uh, i had uh, muscle uh, spasm, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of muscle spasm in my neck and everything like that. Um, I had to go to therapy and all types of things like that. And it kind of, that time out, it it worsened my my jump shot, kind of, so to say. I mean, I got comfortable with being uncomfortable. So when I went to therapy and things got better, I had to basically reteach myself how to shoot, you know, readjust my jump shot. And all it took was work. Stayed in the gym, my cousins, perfecting it. And I came in my junior year, and it was you can see the difference from my sophomore year to my junior year. So it turned out to be a good thing that you got your shoulder hurt because you probably wouldn't have worked that hard to uh, perfect your jump shot. Yeah, basically. Interesting. If you can pinpoint one moment of your, you know, thus far in your basketball career, what do you think is your best moment thus far as a basketball player? My best moment, my best moment, I'd probably say is my whole junior year my whole junior season, because it's like we proved a lot of people wrong. They they had some little BS uh, uh, ranking or whatever in the beginning of the year of who they thought would be, like, the best teams in the city or whatever, and they ranked us last. Mm. Like, all the coaches and the Catholic League or whatever, they came together and did that, and they ranked us last. And you didn't feel that way in real time. You were like, this is disrespect. When I seen it, I'm just like, Cool. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I want us to be last place, and we're just going to prove all of y'all wrong, and that's exactly what it came down to, you know. At first, you know, 
it was like we lost the first couple of games. And it's like, damn, are we really like what they say we are? And every before every single game after that, it was like the coaching staff. Remember, they ranked you guys last. They counted you guys out. So go in there and show them what you can do. And that's what we did that Christ the King game. Five overtimes. It's crazy. Crazy. Five overtimes. Played damn near the whole game. And we toughed it out. Won the game. And that's what really got us going. Like, okay, we could do this against the Christ the King team. Christ the King is. Everyone knows Christ the King. It's King. And that was a big time for yeah. us. And then every game after that, win, 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 win. We lost some here and there, but then it's like we were we just bounced right back. Mm. Playoffs game. We knocked off teams easily. So yeah. My definitely my whole junior year. Yeah, I was gonna say because it went from a fluke to like, no, nah, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> right? It definitely was something and that Christ the King game that you mentioned, I think that's a, a legendary game amongst referee circles as well. Um, my final thing I wanted to say with the New York Madness tournament, um, did it make it okay for you to not have a season? Was it Did it make it okay? I, I know it probably didn't replace having a season, but at the very least, was it okay that that you had something to play for? Yeah, it gave us it gave us something, you know, because we had nothing. It gave us something. It was a great opportunity to go out, play, and as a senior. It was great for me because it's like I got to play with my guys one more time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that absolutely felt great. Mm. Now, final question I have for you. Basketball has done so much for you. I mean, it's made you focus. It's made you determined. It's uh, you know gotten you opportunities. It's made you travel. Um, what does basketball mean to you? What is it giving to you in your life? It means a lot. Yeah, basketball is everything for me. Without basketball, I don't really see my myself doing anything else, you know what I mean? I mean, growing up as a kid, it was like, if I'm not playing basketball, then, like, what am I doing here? Mm. Like, what, what is my purpose? You know what I mean? It's like, you go to school, right? And if you don't play, if you don't have good grades, you can't play basketball. So if I want to play basketball, what do I have to do? Get good grades. Right. You know what I mean? It, it just gave me things to work for, and it, it bettered me as a person outside of basketball, you know? It's allowed me to create relationships with people I never thought I would, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm so thankful for all your success and, you know, really looking forward to watching you at the next level. I thank you. And, and I think this is a really good thing that, you know, a lot of people that are on the next level that are trying to recruit, they can get to know you as a person. And also, you know, just to see how professional you are and how, you know, single-minded purpose of you succeeding. Uh, so I thank you. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate all that you've done. I appreciate the March Madness tournament. Yeah, man. I've, I've done too much filming for y'all. did filming. I did a podcast with you. I did one with your coach, with your other coach. And yeah. congratulations to you guys winning, man. Looking forward to seeing you at the next level. But Todd Rochelle. Appreciate it. This is Ralph the Ref. This is The Ramp. We are signing out. Peace.